0: Cavalcade Audio Productions presents Star Drifter, the science fiction patio book series written and read by David Collins Rivera. Book Two Street Candles. Today's installment Chapter Twenty Four. The wrist comp woke me with dimly flashing lights in the retinal displays under my lids. I fumbled with a gesture to turn them off, which I messed up, necessitating an active effort that finally brought me to consciousness. When I unsealed a sleep-crusted eye, I saw Mathers sitting before his multimedia unit, a watery pop-up hollow display showing a ghostly face of one of his net cronies. The volume was very low and the disfigured man whispered his communications and commands to the device, which had no trouble at all hearing him. The hollow image switched as another face appeared, this one in shadow and masked with a blue rag over the face. My host's unchanged bearing and conversational tone indicated that this was a normal, expected thing. I must have stirred more than I realized, because Mathers turned around to cast his eye in my direction. When he saw me watching him dully, he smiled. Ah, there he is. Good morning, or afternoon, or something. Mid-afternoon, yes, he confirmed. I grabbed some sleep myself, but the festival tonight has gotten the revnets all abuzz, and I thought I'd check in with the gang. You have a gang? Oh, there's always a gang, Ejock. Excuse me one moment. He chatted a bit with the rag-faced individual, his low-speak fast, and now in a normal tone of voice. The person on the other end was using a voice scramble, hiding identity and gender, but it wasn't an obnoxious one. Mathers directed me to the nearest fresher, which I found with only a few wrong and stumbling turns. The place was still as dark and distressing as before, but I was too foggy yet to be scared of shadows. I took care of business and cleaned myself up in the one cracked and streaked sink that had running water. There were four more that didn't. Truly, the filth of the bathroom was worse than the rest of the place, but I was pretty well inured by now. Upon returning, I found that he'd dug out a couple of coffee bags from a supply box, and I accepted one gratefully. A plain silver pouch with integrated straw. Breaking the seal caused the bag to self-warm. You're supposed to wait a minute or two for the coffee to heat up, but I never do. I sucked at the creamy, bitter imitation of cappuccino within and felt a deep appreciation for modern food storage technology. So, if I may be so bold, do you have a plan? he asked, after I had settled back down and sipped a while in contemplation of, well, nothing, actually. For finding my people? A half-baked one. I think I know where they're being kept. Uh, hang on. I fumbled with my wrist unit, switching displays to its tight, hollow emitter, popping up an undersized, three-dimensional road map of the city, so he could see the location in glowing orange. I cycled between this and the images I'd captured before. He studied it all, then nodded. The old Planetary Trade Commission. I don't know what they're calling it now. I was in there once or twice when I first moved here. It's a bit of a fortress. Does it have any holding cells? He shook his scarred head, the light of the yellow lamp glinting off the stretched, shiny tissue of his face and neck like lividly colored polish. Not that I'd ever heard, but I imagine there've been some changes to the place. They haven't made any declarations or demands about your crewmates? As of my last communication with the ship, no. The seculars nabbed them and brought them down here. That was a full day ago, local time. The Blues are controlling the high dock, then? I was told there's fighting up there between the groups. They cooperated to overthrow the management and security forces, but they've turned on each other. The power struggles are only beginning, he pronounced gravely, and after a bit of pondering. Well, this General Beckus guy of the seculars, that wasn't him at that bloody sideshow this afternoon, was it? He certainly had the mob whipped up. Well, that's not hard to do. No, those hangings were staged by the Orthos, the Blacks. I think that was General... uh, I don't even remember his name. He's the latest in a long line of enlightened leaders for them. He was boring and murderous, a really odd combination. Mathers nodded in grim humor. They'll probably dump him soon, he stated, and I wouldn't count out the Loyalist military just yet. Rumor always held it they put by some heavy-duty hardware for a rainy day, armored bots and such. Well, the Revolution definitely has limited assets, I observed especially for things like political purges. Actual military, I mean. Both factions are fleshing out their numbers with police and armed insurgents. I've seen them all over the place. Mathers sipped thoughtfully at his coffee. You'll never get inside the Trade Commission on your own, Ejock. Yeah, one look at the place told me that. I do know some other travelers down here, but I've lost touch with them. He studied me with his one eye. Loaded as it was with useless technology and discerning clarity. That news crew? They were passengers on your ship, weren't they? You've seen them? No, but... Well, more rumors. The nets are full of rumors. It's all I have to do all day. How would off-world newsies be of help? Can they get you inside? I don't believe they are newsies. Oh? Well, now, that's something I hadn't heard. The news thing seems to be a cover, I told him. A poor one at that, if you ever saw them. They look like mercs, and they have a goal I don't fully grasp. Frankly, I don't even care, except where it will give me leverage with them. I mean, if they are soldiers of some sort, they might be able to help. But why should they? I thought quietly for a bit, before answering with a question. Ever hear of someone called Damo? He pondered it, then replied, I haven't, but my circle of friends could be perceived as limited. Have you done a directory search? No, my spotty net access combined with the language barrier is a real issue. He turned to his own battered machine and spoke a couple of muttered commands. A non-standard search application came up then, and he supplied it with the mysterious Damo, along with some wide parameters. In moments, he received a huge number of hits. I looked over his shoulder. What are those? Varieties of grain? Damo barley? Damo rye? Damo sorghum? No, he corrected. I mean, yes, they are, but the name could refer to the company that developed them, or the place where they're grown, or the lead botanist who worked on it. Almost anything. I'm getting a few thousand search returns right off. Where did you hear the name? A rich kid I met a few days ago. Well, uh, yesterday, I guess. Her father said that word to the news team. I didn't think much of it until now. I just assumed it was a person. He was quiet for a bit, studying the hovering data, which was still scrolling down. I'll keep trying. And why should you? He turned back to me, cracking a broad grin, his eye amber and excited in the jaundiced light. I've a contrarian streak. Subvert the paradigm. Overturn expectations. That's me. (laughs) That's a load! I returned with another hearty laugh. "'But I'll gladly take your help. "'Do you think you can find out what this is?' "'Not on my own,' he replied, "'but I can put the word out. "'If your news hounds are spotted anywhere, "'there may be a way to contact them. "'If so, whatever you have to say, "'you'd want to make it good.' "'Compelling, yes,' I agreed, "'finishing off the last of my coffee bag. "'Sign in, Link 5,' he commanded." and a complicated net access interface replaced the search function. Priority Post Request. Title. Have you seen the off-world newsies? And with that, he was up and running. I'd been banging my outworlder head against this very door since arriving, sneaking around the private, public, and commercial nets like a frightened cat, and this armless, disfigured, one-eyed man sailed through the exact communities I'd been looking for in mere seconds. He did it with the ease and unconscious confidence of long familiarity. In moments, he had multiple responses to his query, both verbal and written, along with several chat requests over vid, though I noticed he had his set on audio only. He settled on one in particular— an older woman whose voice spilled out in quick low-speak. Mathers responded in kind, his grasp of the tongue quite complete and far beyond my ability to even follow. This went back and forth a bit before he asked me for a description of the group. I did my best to paint a picture of them one by one, but she apparently knew who they were based solely on my profile of Alan Small. "'She's heard they left the city,' Mathers told me. Can she contact them? No, but I know some others who should be able to. They have off-world tech, I warned. Advanced stuff, most likely. I'll pass that on. And he did. After that, he continued to surf through the groups, mostly responding in low-speak, but occasionally offering a greeting in English to a few of his net cronies. He told me that this might take some time, and advised me to get comfortable. He started up Tar Heel Lincoln again, softly though, and from a different album than before. As a fan, he probably had them all. He continued to talk and explore the secret electronic communities of Barlow, occasionally finding new networks and news feeds just coming online. He had a definite reputation, and many people knew his voice. On the nets, He was equal to anyone, it seemed, and far superior to many. With this somewhat obsolete interface, Sten Mathers was whole and able, helping a stranger for no other reason I could see than because it was a challenge, and something quite unusual, even here on a world where nothing was usual anymore. Results, he announced almost an hour later. A trustworthy net buddy is a contextual data analyst, and he seems pretty certain they must have been talking about this place for whatever reason. He called up a map of the city, then zoomed out with clipped commands until a red dot somewhere outside of town was highlighted. The Damo Sector of the Genigold Preserve. That's a farm to you and me. Are there any large barns or storage facilities there? The maps say there is. That's important. That is. Right now, can I make a couple calls? Oh, sure. On planet only, though. The radio nets are a mess today. Ongoing server attacks. Sectarian discord, if you can imagine. My faith in the human animal is shattered. We synced my rig to his machine, and he created an account for me, all my own. With a polite word of excuse, he then swayed to his feet and tottered off to the fresher. I dug through the contact list attached to the information packet from Commissioner Vernay's. His own number was there, of course, but other important ones from the household were also included, and I found the one I was after. I put through a connection request, and while waiting quickly packaged up the information on Damo into a single data file. Almost half a minute passed before someone picked up. There was no vid feed, just audio. And though no one spoke for a long moment, it was not silent. I could hear the sound of gunfire in the background. Takir? Is that you? Mr. DeSantos? I am quite surprised to hear from you. I'll bet. Are you in a fight? What do you want with me? Are you and your buddies pursuing the Vernays family? Who are you with? The blacks? He spat at the mention of the Orthos, which was answer enough, but then lashed out at me, an unmeasurable reserve of bitterness lacing his words. Why do you even care about them? You are a worker like us, an outworlder. Do you sympathize with the elitists? His venom and conviction were so vivid, I knew then that my bumbling suppositions had not even scratched the rind of this man's long-hidden humiliations. I had rather cared, and even still did. For didn't I have issues of my own with management? Paz E and a long list of others would have certainly agreed. And to be treated as a machine, to be used, abused, and discarded all one's life, had to push a man to dark places indeed. I'm a practical guy. I'm after my people. To that end, I'll do whatever I need to. I have a piece of information you'll want. What do you mean by calling me now? Calling me here? Just pass on what I'm about to send over to whomever you think can make use of it and I dropped the Damo packet into his inbox. I will hear nothing from Familia Ancano of the detested Vinay's clan. I didn't ask anybody for that. I helped some children in the streets, and they helped me. If you want to vilify it, go right ahead. But while you're denouncing me to your blue rag friends, you might want to hand them something, too. Something they won't want the blacks learning first. You speak lies to me? It was an accusation a curse. I've just sent you a file. Look it over, pass it on. Then I paused and let the gravity of a war racked planet fill my words. You know, I think you people deserve your freedom. I really do. But I swear, Takir, if you hurt or help to hurt any of those kids, you presume to tell a patriot his duty. What games do you play, Outworlder? No presumption. No games. Just a warning. Don't give me any reason to find you. And I broke the connection. The sound of faint gunfire was still echoing in my ear, conveyed though it had been through the tiny jawbone speakers. I probably needed a minute to collect myself, but I made another call right away. Syndra picked up almost immediately. The grainy vid feed from her com ring had a fisheye quality, though it showed her distress clearly enough. She was in a vehicle of some sort and on the move, based on the bouncing image which the ring's simple framing technology couldn't efficiently compensate for. There were others around her, but the mini-camera automatically zoomed in on her face. She looked dirty and had a small cut over one eye. Her brown hair hung down in a tangle that she continually brushed away as she spoke. She started off without any greeting. You are alive, Spacer! I have tried to call you! Then she responded in low speak to someone's query off to the side. I couldn't get connected until now, I said. Are you safe? Ja, we are going to a fort or a base. I do not know where. We were attacked! Spacer, there was shooting! I saw people. Patro is with the soldiers. He said you will help us. I'm trying. Are the others okay? Benley and... I do not know, she almost wailed, though it came out angrily. There was a loud noise, and the truck turned over. We were separated. The world net is down. I cannot call them. How can you call me? Long story. I'll try them right now. Hold on. I opened up conference mode and cycled through the numbers for Benlay, Maley, and G, which I still had from when we'd all exchanged contact info at that quiet club. I let the numbers ring as she spoke to that same someone again off-camera. Benlay's call dumped to archive immediately. Sindra turned back and left him a message in low-speak. Her face was red with helpless frustration and anger, and she scowled like a thunderhead. Maylee's comm just rang and rang, while G's never connected to anything at all. I'll keep trying, I assured her, setting up a repeating autodial command on my wrist comp. Since I now had an account on the radio nets, the system would keep trying the kid's numbers in the background until a real connection was made. That could take all eternity, I knew, but it was a simple enough thing to do for her right then. Do you have a plan, Space Air? I do, I assured her, though it felt more like a story. You have to be ready to move. But Benley! You need to be ready, Sindra. When the other kids catch up to you... You say when, but you mean if, she accused, dumping her anger on me at last, because it was a safe thing to do. "'You do not think they are alive. "'Go shove yourselves, space air. "'Patro is looking for them right now.' "'Good. I hope he finds them safe and sound,' I replied, "'just as if I had faith that he was, in fact, searching at all. "'The commissioner would be in the midst of a dangerous game "'with the circle of his peers, "'and family friends simply weren't family. "'I'll call you again soon. Be careful.' I am always careful and smart. You should be more like me. Then she hung up. Mathers didn't return for some time, but finally slipped back through the curtains, looking spent. Your calls go through okay, he inquired, settling back down in front of his multimedia unit with an exhausted sigh. Bathroom activities were likely an involved process for him. At least he didn't need to wash hands afterwards. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Can you keep a keyword sweep of the nets up? Sure, what's the word? Damo? Yep, with luck, there'll be some action over there in the next few hours. Not without some resources of your own, then, eh? He eyed me assessingly. Oh, I am, I laughed. But if the interests of the revolution happen to align with mine for the moment, I won't complain. That can backfire, Jock. Watch yourself. I didn't know how to respond, so I didn't. Instead, I packed up my few belongings and redonned my boots and cold gear. I'm off to scope out a few things, I announced. My comm number is in your system now, and I have yours. I may well beg more favors of you and your friends. That's not a problem. I'll call when I hear something. Thank you. True gentlemen are rare these days. I'm a creature of my breeding, he replied with a gentle smile, then motioned off to the side with his head. I think you'll find the fire exit by the restroom a more expedient way out of this maze. The alarm's been broken for years, so don't fret. But do be careful where you go. The streets will be a zoo tonight. Why? The in-city fighting is over, isn't it? Not completely, but the blues won't let something like the truth get in the way of a good party. That's a downright admirable trait where I come from. But he wasn't smiling now, and it wasn't a joke. I got to my feet with a grunt, those ribs only sore now. Thank you, I said quietly. Stop by any time, he admonished the grin popping out again like a jack-in-the-box. It was a pleasure to have civil company for a change. Well, you need to join my club, sir, I responded, pausing at the dirty curtain to his understair pavilion. Only the finest sort allowed. Very exclusive, but I have the ear of the board. Sounds divine. I'll have a letter of introduction penned forthwith. We exchanged nods before I turned away. This quiet moment, this simple respite, now at an end. You have been listening to Street Candles, written and read by David Collins-Rivera. You can check out my site at cavalcadeaudio.com or drop me an email at lostinbronx@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's L-O-S-T-N-B-R-O-N-X at gmail. The Star Drifter theme is a piece called i by Trunks and can be found on soundcloud.com. The Street Candles theme is called Undercover by Karsten Holy Moly and can be found on dig.ccmixter.org. This production is otherwise copyright 2013 by David Collins Rivera and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Feel free to use it for any purpose, even commercial, and I encourage you to do so. Street Candles is a work of fiction and is not based upon nor meant to portray any person living or dead or any particular place or situation. Thank you for listening. Take care.